Welcome back, folks. Uh, it's been another great week over here at the Grinder Podcast, uh, getting after it uh, today. Well, James, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing pretty good. You look I good. To, I appreciate that. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work. My wife lays out my clothes for me, gets me dressed every morning, you know, so that's a little difficult. But, um, man, I had this, like, crazy sinus infection. So if y'all hear me kind of call for something, forgive me. Um, I'm on the mend, but I'm doing good, dude. It's my last week before I head to the beach, and I'm on uh, work on my tan and watch my kid play in the surf. So I can't wait. Yeah, you got you got a whole vacation coming up, don't you? That's right. That's right. I'm I don't know excited. what we're going to do without you, pal. I guess you just got to do a podcast and just be boring by yourself. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time, and it probably <laughs> won't be the last. Well, you know, I mean, at least you look good. I try, man. I've been putting on this tan for the past two or three weeks. So as you say that flex in your arms, I see you there. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't know how that happened. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, look, so today we got a very special guest, um, a very good friend of mine that has been a mentor to me, uh, got me into the insurance business and then not only helped me get through that, I worked for him. Then I, then I left and opened my own. Then he mentored me. And now somehow, somehow i don't know who sold who but then we came back around and became partners so uh but which has been amazing so i'd like to welcome everybody uh to eddie osmond eddie thanks for joining us today hey thanks james great to be here this is all new to me but uh we'll we'll give it a go i'm, yeah. I'm this is just audio right nobody can see me <laughs> no actually i tell you so we're I don't know if I don't want to oversell it, but we're one of the few that does have video on Spotify, right? Ah, okay. All yeah. right. So, so they get, yeah, you know, I think most of them come to look at Addison, not me, but you know, there's, they get to see us. You understand. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Eddie. So real quick, kind of tell your background, like a little bit of your history. Well, I, um, I, I, I'm in McDonough, Georgia. I, pretty much grew up here. Um, all my family's from here. I go back six generations in Henry County. Um, my wife goes back five. Uh, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of family history here. Um, when uh, I spent a few years in Atlanta and Birmingham prior to really moving here full time when I was 12 years old. So I've been here since then, uh, went to the university of Georgia, graduated, um, ended up in the car business uh, by virtue of the fact that my grandfather had a General Motors dealership uh, here in McDonough. Did that for about 10 years. Um, we sold the dealership and I had to have a job and uh, I ended up in insurance, thankfully, and, and have been doing that uh, since 1991. And, um, and then the, about, uh, 13, 14 years ago, I also invested in a fire and water restoration company. And so we have that up in uh, Peachtree Corners, North Atlanta area, and um, got a great guy that runs that operation for us. And and we've got 
our new partnership uh, going great guns. So that's where I am. Got got three kids. Uh, two of them, two, my two girls are married. The the baby boy is uh, is uh, probably soon to be. Oh wow! And and now, how many grandkids you got? Four grandkids. Yeah. Six, four, two, and naught. That's awesome. You know, I don't know if I've ever asked you. So, what made you decide to go when you left the car business? What What made you decide to go with insurance? Well, um, I interviewed with a lot of a lot of companies. You know, I was like, as I said, I was about ten years out of college, and you know, I had a lot of um, I had a lot of guys that I knew in college that were most of them working in Atlanta and for much bigger companies making, you know, seemingly making a lot more money than I was. And, uh, and so I interviewed with some of those kind of companies, but I, I found out pretty quickly that uh, nobody really, you know, necessarily had a position for a, uh, a 30 year old reti retired car dealer. And, uh, <laughs> So I don't know. It was it was really uh, it was a humbling experience because, um, you know, I felt like I had a lot of experience, although it was fairly broad in the automobile business. But, you know, it was sales, it was customer service and it was management, you know, at, at a what I felt like was a high level for for somebody my age and in the size of the operation, because it wasn't a big dealership by any means. And and I had kind of been through a serious trial by fire, uh, you know, when when I started. I mean, it, it's it's a bizarre story. I, I you know, I, I won't go too deep on that right now. But anyway, um, so then I just, I mean, I needed a job, and I I started looking around, and I did. There was a a, a local guy that was in the insurance business that seemed to play a lot of golf, and. Uh, that attracted my attention and uh, ended up, you know, tried to get you know, applied with a, several companies and thankfully uh, nationwide gave me a chance. Wow. And then, and then your original office, it was in Stockbridge, right? No, my original office was in Fayetteville. I oh. was working out of a district office in Fayetteville, Georgia. Um, you know, they provided me with a phone and a desk and everything else you know, was on me. And we had, I had, uh, I had no book of business. I mean, I, you know, I had to write my very first policy. Yeah. So, you know, and kind of went from there. So what were some of the first steps that you did? Um, because we have a lot of people who are starting out in business or, or, or they're in business and they're going through that process. What was, um, what was some of the, the first things that you did as, a new person in insurance to get that new business? Well, you know, I, I don't, I, I'd like to say, uh, you know, I could, let me, let me just pull up this list from where I was working off of the, you know, that the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the perfect uh, how to, but I mean, you know, really at the end of the day, it was, it was talking to people. I mean, it, it was smiling and dialing mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and this was way before there were any do not call list. And it was way before, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think 
cell phones, whether I can't remember whether we had anything like that at that point. Um, but uh, I, I guess we did, but but they were, you know, it was, it was the old bag phone in your car or either something you had hard mounted in your car, one of those two, as I recall. And so, um, but you, you didn't have many people's cell phone numbers. You know, you had your best friends and your, maybe your family, but that was about it. So it was, um, but, but anyway, it, it was really about making contact with people because you weren't going to do it via social media. You weren't going to, you know, texting was not around. And so you had to reach out and talk to somebody. And um, so it was asking for referrals. And uh, I don't necessarily remember much about having a call list necessarily, but I'm sure we did at some point there, but it was, it was person to person. And, and when we were back then, when we wrote a policy, <clears throat> there was no way to, um, I, I mean, we really would print out the paperwork and drive out to somebody's house and sit at their kitchen table and, and sign the paperwork. And, you know, it, it, it seems antiquated and, and it is in a sense, but it's funny how making those relationships and, and, and just the connection of seeing somebody eye to eye, uh, I think makes a huge difference in their willingness to stick with you uh, as opposed to, you know, you've never met these people. It's just a phone conversation, maybe, or it's an email conversation. But, you know, when you sit down with somebody and they kind of look you eye to eye and, and, and they're sizing you up and that sort of thing. And, you know, I think it goes a long way to establishing some rapport and, and certainly um, some trust and a measure of, of, um, of, of comfort, a comfort level, I think with, with people like that. Yeah. Do you think that you, like your experience from the car business translated to that? Being oh, comfortable definitely. with that? Yeah. Definitely. Cause you know, I mean, you know, in, in the automobile business, I mean, you know, the, service department was you're constantly dealing with with issues there of you know can't get the car fixed right or or you you know it's partially fixed but not not to their level of satisfaction or whatever i mean you know it, it's you know you're always dealing with problems but you just you know that that was that was good training i think in in learning how to deal with people and just face issues head on and admit when you're wrong and, and, you know, just do your best. And, and sometimes you do your best and it's not good enough, but you know, that's just part of it. Yeah. That's go ahead. I've Dan. never really thought about that. Like that's a, in the sense of, you know, how technology has changed and sped things up. How many people who do business with me who've never met me now? Right. They have no idea what I look like. I walk right past them. I wouldn't know. To, I wouldn't know who they are. They wouldn't know who I am. And I get the convenience, but like, how am I in some way, I get everybody's business is a little different. Like Addison, you're going to meet everybody you do business with, period, right? So, uh, but what am I doing to make, in what way can I still try to have that kitchen table talk? Yep. That is different. I've, I've not done that like you have. But there, there are situations I can go back to. Miss Stevenson, I mean, I remember going to sit in her house. Old lady, 
sweet old lady, but golly, she had that house at 80 degrees. I was sweating bullets and she said, you want some coffee? Well, of course I drank coffee because she was drinking coffee and I was sitting there drinking hot coffee, sweating bullets in her kitchen table. Yeah. So hot in that house. But you know what? She was with me for years. So she quit driving and sold her home and moved into a system. Like I can remember those situations. So I guess my thought to people listening, like, how are we having those kitchen table talks? Is there different ways? Right. Are we doing it through Zoom? Are we, you know, are staying present in front of our customers, letting them know that trying to make it a little more intimate when we can. And that's difficult to do. Well, which, you know, goes to the point of, I mean, you know, it's just, I'd much rather have a Zoom conversation than a telephone conversation, especially if it's somebody that I don't know and or don't know that well and or if it's if it's a situation where um you know i'm just trying to get a read on somebody i mean you know um body language tells a lot i mean it's it's people can uh people can be extremely mad at you and tell you everything's okay but but if you're looking at them you, you can it's hard for people to to um tell a fib with their body yeah and so um anyway so I, I i it also goes to my point of you know like we were talking about the other day about getting these um getting these bios out with people's picture on you know just yeah. that that picture to me goes a long way uh i mean it, it's not a substitute but it's it's better than nothing yeah and so anyway it, it's uh it's hard to beat face to face i mean Think about it. I never have even asked myself this question, but who is, uh, can you think of somebody that you have an immense amount of trust for, but you've only talked to them on the phone? I mean, I, nobody really jumps out at, in my mind when I think about it that way. Yeah. No, not at all. So yeah, it's and, hard to build a relationship that way. Yeah. And, and here we are trying to be a trusted advisor over the phone so you're right well and, and you know and then nowadays just how can you build funnels how you can build stuff clicking now look i get it if you're selling a product right somebody's just right. going to order and it's high volume different you got to think of it differently but if you're in any kind of service industry advising industry you know those opportunities those however you generate leads that is really just the introduction. That's just an opportunity to build a, a real relationship and introduction. It's not the way to close deals. Right. Well, with no. that, you know, the people who combine the relationship building with the product itself. So if you're just in products and you're not in services, people who build that relationship, whether it's on social media, whether it's, you know, whatever it might be, the people who connect the two together are usually the ones that that start to succeed a little bit you know, further and yeah. further down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they convey their values and their brand very right. well on that product. I agree. Um, well, and that is a interesting medium too, because I, you know, I think about my, I've got a daughter that is just uh, amazing on Instagram at the way she can um, kind of, uh, communicate her personality and to your point her her values and 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 a lot of it is around either just situations or and it's sometimes it's related to fashion and you know it's 
you could never do that without you could never get that message across without you know without social media like that yeah. uh, and, and it would be hard to get it across any other way unless you're just already so famous that you know entertainment tonight's following you around or something yeah. like that so it, it, it's um but the visual part of it is you know at the end of the day is is really really important i think uh short of seeing it in person yeah now now to that Eddie, one thing i've always admired about you is your involvement in the community in a lot of ways it's not even honestly most people would never even know you know in my mind just the way you may help with organizations uh work with boards those different things you know in in you actually are the one who told me this. There's three ways to give time, talent, or treasure. So you either give your time, your talent, if it's in a specific area, or you're writing checks through tra you know, your treasure. So how have, but what I like about it is it's done through giving in one of those three ways, but it also, how have you found where that creates more opportunity for you? It, it's done with the honest, the heart, but it's created more opportunity for you to do that. Am I correct? Sure. Sure. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it goes back to uh, relationships. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, you know, nobody says, uh, boy, he, he did a great job with his work on the chamber. Uh, let's send him our business. I mean, there might be some of that, you know, I mean, they want to see, I mean, uh, they want to see somebody that's competent, I guess, but, but they really wanted people want to do business with people they know and like. Yep. And so I think, you know, which again, just goes back to relationships. So um, if, if, you know, if you're involved in an organization and you apply yourself, you're not just showing up to simply take from the opportunity, but you're trying to give a little as well. And, and, you know, people like you, I mean, it's not, it, I don't, I don't think it's that complicated or hard. You just, um, you know, I, I've had some recent involvement with um, Clayton State University and, you know, met some people that I never have met before in my life, uh, might've heard of them or be, you know, somewhat familiar with who they are, but I, I didn't really know them. And, you know, as you get to know them, you, you realize, Hey, you know, the, this guy's a good guy. This, this, this lady's super nice and extremely sharp and, and may not necessarily be an opportunity for me to do business with them or them to do business with me. But, you know, you just never know. Um, you never know when, when, when that's going to, um, come in handy um, you know I never will forget there was a actually this guy was a roommate of mine in college and never seen anybody in my life that knew more people than he did and um, and and he worked hard but I don't you know I never felt like um, I never felt like I felt like I was putting in more hours you know it, just put it that way but but he was being extremely effective. And, and so I was talking to this guy that uh, a mutual friend of ours and I was 
I was talking to him about that and I said, you know, it just amazes me how many people he knows and, 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 you know, he, he works hard, but, but he, he seems to get it done in a normal day. It's not like he's up all night, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the, the mutual friend just said, um, he said, uh, look, his value is not his hourly production. His value is his Rolodex. And, you know, you, you, you don't really, I mean, just that uh, light went off when, when I heard that and, you know, just kind of makes you think you, you don't just knowing people and, and being able to pick up the phone and call them sometimes opens a lot of doors, uh, may not be directly for my benefit, but you're helping somebody else maybe. And maybe that comes back around down the road. Yeah. So yeah, there, there there's uh we've always I've always referred to it as I got a guy, right? It's like yeah. you know that guy that just knows everyone and he's got an answer for pretty much, hey, you call him, yeah, I got a guy. I know a guy over here that can do this for you or that for you. He's just connected to everyone. That is, I mean, that is a an absolute amazing resource. You're just always on people's mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that is a talent. And I think uh, it goes back to that whole that whole adage of it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Yeah. And it's it's it, it's a big, sure. big piece. I mean, it's a big, big piece, especially in business. Um, you know, that's that's something that that will translate to everybody because you are that person that is, you know, a giving person, but you're also able to connect. Your relationship is able to connect other relationships. Yeah. Right. Well, and here's the interesting thing. So some people listen to this, like, I will tell you, I don't, the thought of doing that, like, doesn't appeal to me. Like, naturally, it doesn't appeal to me. I'm the guy that is happy to come in here. I can close off my blinds. And my team, I thrive off my team. They they energize me. They pump me up. Like, I want to see people win. But if I didn't go out and have another lunch with somebody or get to know somebody. I'm fine with it. I could stay in here and I could tinker forever. So I have to fight that urge. And like one of the ways I'm fighting the urge, right, or fighting that is like now I have to schedule something every week with someone. Like I, I have a I have it laid out for the next three months. Every week I have to schedule something with someone. Maybe I grab a coffee. Um, I do something on the weekend. It doesn't have to just be business. Maybe I go you know, uh, play golf with some, some guys I normally just never go play golf with, right? Something, I have to do something weekly and check it off. Right. And it's tough for me. I have to fight that. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm happy when I'm at home. If I'm not working, I can go to my workshop and I'm, it's just me down there and I can put in my earbuds and I'm fine with that. So like, I, I can, I'm very content being by myself. Well, that's a, that's interesting, you know, I, and I'm, I'm the same way to a certain extent. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the best at, um, uh, you know, just scheduling lunches just for the sake of scheduling lunches. Now I, I, I did have the guy who worked for me and, and I, apparently I told him this according to what he said, but, and I do believe it, but, you know, he, he kind of, you know, had the, um, mentality of, Hey, I, I'm every day I have lunch. I'm going to have lunch with somebody. Doesn't matter what, there's no agenda, but I'm going to have lunch with, with somebody. And, uh, and, and I think it's paid 
great dividends uh, for him. And I think it, I think it probably would for anybody because, you know, Hey, look again, you're, you're moving a relationship one way or the other, either, either, you know, either they like you better and they want to be around you more or they like you less and they don't want to see you again. Well, you know, it's, yeah. it's moving one way or the other. And, uh, and, and so, uh, but I, I think, you know, I don't know this, but, I, you know, you're very goal driven and, and, and you, and, and I'm that way to an extent. So I, I usually, if I call somebody to have lunch with them, I've got an agenda. There's, there's a reason that I want to meet with them as opposed to just enhance, you know, or, or just have fun, enhance a relationship. And, and, and that might not be the best way to go about it, but, but I think, I think that's probably what what makes you the way you are is that you're 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 goal driven and and you don't you don't see a goal in you know what what's going to come out of having that lunch and if something doesn't come out of it that's tangible then you feel like you've wasted your time and and I get it but you know I I think I think we probably need to think more of hey just just having lunch with somebody and having good conversation is positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It may not, it may not, you may not achieve a goal when the lunch ends at one o'clock, but but there is some positive value to be gained from it. And unless you are trying to knock something out at work, why would you sit there and eat at your desk? Which is what I find myself doing a lot of times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I agree. I mean, I, I mean, even, even when it comes to clients, I mean, I have a few that have dealt with me for years that, you know, and they're just kind of funny, kind of goofy like me a little bit in some ways. And we'll, we'll cut up a little bit, but usually even when I get on the phone with a client, my thought has always been be efficient, be fast for their sake. Right. Be extremely knowledgeable. Yes, sir. No, sir. Like just be on point, be exactly what I think in their mind they expect when they get on the phone with me. And, you know, but there's the folks that master the other side. So, you know, I think like Brad's a great example. I've had yeah. lunch. So, so Brad's our other partner, Sadie's brother. He's amazing with people. I go to a lunch with Brad. I got a complete agenda. We've, we've went and tag team lunches with other people. I got an agenda. I'm all facts. I'm all points. You know, and Brad's just over there talking about something that's completely irrelevant to him. You know what happens at the end of lunch? They usually look at me and go, man, I really like that guy. You yeah. Know? It, yeah. I like him. People do business with people they like. Right. They Absolutely. feel like they like them back. So, you know, it does go a long ways. It, it is, it's different. And, but the thing is, I will say one thing I've really tried to teach myself and I push other people to it and it's tough to do is, not say, well, I'm just not good at that. That's an excuse. Right. It's just a skill you haven't built up. And you got to build the skill if it if it's a worthy skill to have. You know, you just got to stay cognizant on that. So, um, and I don't care what that is. I don't care if that's in your home life. You just say, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a great parent or whatever. Like, well, then get better. Like, yeah. learn the skill set. There, there's some, a difference between self-acceptance and self-awareness right 
Like you've got to have that awareness of understanding where you fall short as a human being um, on whatever level that is, whether it's business or personal, you've got to have some sort of self-awareness and actually spend the time with yourself looking in the mirror saying, okay, well, I'm not good at this. Is it a good thing? Is it moving me forward that I'm not good at it? Or is it moving me backwards? And that goes with with everything that that you, that you do. I mean, whether whether it's, I guess the other saying is how you do one thing is how you do everything. And that's, you've got to be able to look at that and, and genuinely take, take a ticket for it and, and say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to work on this or I'm not. And is it going to move me forward or not? Right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's, that's a big part of discovering yourself, I guess. Well, you know, we've, we've talked about that past couple of podcasts. Yes, and it's where we're saying, you know, one of the big things, like it's been a big awakening for me. I thought I knew who I was. Well, like that can change. So since I've been young, I've been very confident in myself that I'm don't, not that I know it all or any of that, but I've just been confident in that I can figure it out. I can learn. I can, I can work. I can, I can get it done. I do believe in that. But like, Time goes on. You you should continue to challenge that status quo, whatever you believe about yourself, right? Or or just making sure you're staying cognizant on it. And I so I was saying, working with that coach, like it kind of he started asking me questions and things I thought I knew about myself. I haven't really asked myself of that again in a long, long time. And I'm just sitting there going, uh, I don't know the answer. And I hadn't thought about it. You know, I just checked that box 20 years ago and I'm just good. No, yeah. like there's no growth, there's no curiosity in that. So um, that has been that has been a really big piece for me, and um, man, it's been eye opening of how much like that I've learned. Like I think that's things that come with time and wisdom. Is like that you just you realize there's a lot you don't know that you can learn and how you can get better and staying curious on that. And you know, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. You're, you're not really just got it all figured out. You're just getting quicker at learning, hopefully, you know? Yeah, so the quickest, um, the quickest test on that is, you know, what is your favorite color? Right. Red. So James, what is your favorite color? Red. Why? I just love red. I always have, always will, man. Red's my favorite color. Right. So it, it kind of, you never ask yourself why that's your favorite color just from after, after a period of time, it's just, you know, red's my favorite color it just is what it is. But that that there was a piece to that that at one point in your life you you saw red and you were like man that's that's the color but then you never asked yourself any deeper question past that right yeah and so that's it's an easy it's an easy kind of test of are you growing at all have you have you changed at all in 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 your processes yeah yeah I buy a new vehicle it's always red I mean every time I love red man. <laughs> That's what it always sticks to. All right, Eddie, you've been super gracious with your time. I will ask you, you know, we talked about a couple of different things. This podcast is aimed at people who are trying to go to the next level up, um, trying to step out on that belief of that new idea. Just always looking, we share our journey as we go. So to that, you know, talk about the different companies you've started and where you're at and career changes, life changes. I mean, 30 though, I mean, definitely still young at 30 but changing a whole different field at 30, man. I mean, that, that had to kind of, I mean, that probably put you on your toes. I mean, that, was, that probably felt dangerous. Uh, it, it did. And, and, and the weird thing was I really 
I can remember thinking that I got to get this right because I'm getting old. And that was such a, uh, a, a wrong point of view, I think. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, I don't, I mean, 30 is, that's like a baby. And, and, but it didn't seem like it then, I can tell you. And, and, you know, again, I felt like all of my peers had kind of passed me by a little bit and that I was, you know, I, I was way down here looking up and, uh, and, and, you know, but you can, you can also drive yourself crazy, you know, doing that comparison thing. And, and, you know, so I, I would, I would highly caution against that or against overdoing it. And it's sometimes you just got to focus on what you can control and, and, you know, um, and, and, and go with that. And uh, so, uh, you know, again, don't, don't let the age thing hang anybody up. You know, I never will forget. I was, um, <laughs> I was, I was doing a little, um, uh, I was doing a little a graduation speech to kindergartners back when one of mine was uh was going from kindergarten to first grade and I was trying to think of something to relate to them and I ended up kind of learning something I learned more from my own speech than I, than I know these kindergartners did but I remember that um Truett Cathy when he started Chick-fil-a he was 46 years old wow. and you know you look at where Chick-fil-a is now and and you look at um you look at, uh, you know, of course he lived to close to 90 and, and, but 45 years is a long time to, for a career. Most people just don't think about starting it at age 46. So, um, you know, I, I, I just, age is just a number, just a number. So yeah, I, I, I think you, you got to remember that and keep it in perspective and, and, give it its proper place, which is not very high. Man, I, I was going to ask you what would be one piece of advice you would give. Uh, you, that's it. Let's nail it. That's cherry on top <laughs> right there. So um, we really appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely. Genuinely, Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Genuinely has been a good time. And I, it was a pleasure meeting you uh, for the yes. first time and, and, and hearing you. And it's, it's been, it's been awesome. So we need to have lunch together. Yes, sir. That sounds good. <laughs> we can definitely set that up. Um, so, guys, we appreciate you guys taking some time to listen to us. Um, it's been it's been a really good podcast. I think you guys are going to pull off a lot of a lot of good information. And uh, if you listen to this once, rewind, listen to it again, because I'm sure you're going to miss something. I know I'm probably going to have to re-listen to this one myself. Uh, with that being said, do not forget to take a look at our sponsors jocko fuel and origin usa when you guys get there do not forget to put in the code grind 10 at checkout save yourself 10 percent off and enjoy some american-made good quality stuff with that being said james do the honors hey <clears throat> i would like that you know if you do like this podcast hey maybe if you're feeling a little frisky go over there and hit that little review button doesn't doesn't hurt our feelings at all. Or if you're feeling really good, share it with a friend. That's all I'm saying. And with that, grind her out.